Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. I got a little nerves in my stomach right now, but, you know, once the jump ball starts up, I'll be ready to play. Here he comes the other way. There's your first James Jam. Oh, he threw it down. James, let's fly in. In my 20 years playing this game, and in all the years before, I've never, ever cheated the game. And I would never take it for granted. Here comes Every time I step foot on the floor, I'm going to give it everything. One second for the win. When the season ended, I said I wasn't sure if I was going to keep playing. The real question for me is, can I play without cheating this game? LeBron for the record. The day I can't give the game everything on the floor is the day I'll be done. Lucky for you guys, that day is not today. So that was LeBron James at the ESPYs. Richard, what, what what's going on with you? No, I'm I'm good. I'm ready. Ready what to go. Yes. Uh, what is that? He, he just needed to make sure that. Pajamas? <laughs> He looks great. That was LeBron James at the ESPYs yesterday, Kendrick Perkins, confirming (laughs) what we were all certainly wondering, whether or not he was going to come back. I don't care about LeBron. People were complaining about that I had too many buttons down, so I just kind of gave a little bit less. We are all so (laughs) glad that today the buttons are completely gone and that it is just you and that is. All that. that We're going to get the baby oil for you. All right, welcome oh, to NBA Today. Oh. Richard Jefferson, Kendrick Perkins here. And that was LeBron James at the ESPYs last night confirming that he is, in fact, breaking news here, coming back to play his 21st season in the NBA. So, Richard, you and all of this, you played with him. You won a championship with him. What is it that has made <laughs> it so that he has been able to extend his prime the way that he has, have this sort of longevity here? Well, obviously enough has been documented about how he takes care of his body and how much money he spends. But ultimately, if you don't have a drive and a hunger, it's even hard to do those things. And I think what makes all the greats, including LeBron, it doesn't matter if it was MJ, if it was Kobe, Tim, Dirk, they are never satisfied. They never look at their scrapbook. They're always looking at what's next, and they always believe that they can continue to progress. And LeBron James, to his credit, for 21 years, even longer, has never wavered in the how can I get better, how can I continue pushing, and that's what makes him special. Perk, what are your expectations? for him now that we know officially he is entering year 21 I don't have any I don't have any seriously like we we talk about year 20 last season and he averaged what 29 8 and 6 and got his team to the Western Conference Finals with LeBron James again like he said long as you know I'm giving it my all and, and my heart and my my energy is into the game of basketball it's no limit and so I guess father time don't exist when it comes to LeBron James, but I will say this. He's still a guy that's going to go out there and average 25 a night next year. I believe that because he could do that in his sleep. 
Um, I think we'll see a more improved three-point shooting mm. uh, for us from LeBron James. And I think he's going to start to expand a little bit more. We're going to see him playing a lot more daddy ball on the low block area. So, Again, I don't have expectations for LeBron James. He exceeded all of mine. Well, let's bring in two people who have covered LeBron James for nearly his entire career in Ramona Shelburne and Brian Windhorst. And Brian, I do want to start with you here, if we could, because I'm curious, in, from your vantage point, what has changed about his game that has allowed him to extend in some, in some ways what has been an unprecedented prime for him? Well, he plays more with his head now than he does with his athleticism. He doesn't jump as high or run as fast as he used to, but he's still so dominant. I mean, this is his case, guys. His case for where he is in NBA history is that nobody has been this good for this long. Year 20, battling injury in 11th place. And with the trade deadline, they end up in the conference finals. It won't go down as a title, but it was a brilliant campaign, a brilliant season. Here he comes again. Year 21, he'll maximize it. He has maximized his career, and he's done it year after year, and he's lacing it up one more time. You know, I remember when he was in Miami and we all were talking about when is he going to go down into the post? When is he going to start playing more of that style? Last year in the Western Conference Finals, he was guarding Jokic. Like, he was playing in the post. He was defending the post. And I think the fact that he's able to do that and have that versatility to his game in year 20 and then and now as we move over into 20, year 21, Perk, you said it. He's going to play. I'm not going to call it daddy ball. That's something you could call, okay? But we, there, it is called old man game, okay? Andre Miller was a guard. He used to play like that. That's what you do when you get a little older. MJ did it. Kobe did it. LeBron could be one of the best post players if he wanted to. But he has such a versatile game, he's never specialized in that. But as you get older, that is where you generally move to. And right. I think the fact that he shoots pretty well from behind the three-point arc, that's where I think you see his going, his game go. Yeah, if we had to be really technical with what he does, mm-hmm. he's got to improve his free-throw shooting. Because, these yeah. things, because, again, late game, now they have some better free-throw shooters on their squad. But free-throw shooting, let's get his free-throw shooting into the low 70s, or I mean the high 70s, low 80s. If he wants to improve his three-point mm-hmm. shooting, he's got to shoot between 35 and 40%. He's yep. done it multiple times over his course of career but to your point Ramona when you talk about being in the post playing with Bron Bron doesn't like going into the post until the latter third of the season and into the post doesn't mean he won't post up but that's a lot of banging that's a lot of bumping that's a lot of aggressiveness and you see elbows in the back forearms in the back just being a very physical Mm -hmm. presence if you ask him to do that for 82 games Mm -hmm. especially at this age is difficult so when you see him his post numbers increase and obviously being on his teammate I watched him and understood why but his post numbers increase as the season progresses he doesn't want to bang for 82 games he wants to do it the last 10 15 games Mm -hmm. and then get ready for the post well and that goes back to what Brian's point was about not necessarily playing the entire season with his physicality at this point in his career playing with his head but let's just take a step back Two last night, LeBron James gets on stage and he starts delivering his speech. And he says, I want to use this opportunity to talk about something. And I was sitting next to Kendra, my sister, and we kind of look, to, we look at each other and we both get our phones out like, okay, yeah. this just feels like a moment. We just need to make sure, are we going to be heading from here, taking off our heels, running back to our computers and doing any sort of breaking news? Probably not, but maybe this. And he said, I want to make sure that when I'm, I, I don't want to cheat the game. I don't want to cheat the game at any point. And if I feel like I am going to, if I feel like I am cheating the game, that's the moment that I'm going to hang it up. But today is not that day. And then everyone breathed a huge sigh of relief. But, Brian, you said that at the end of the day, yeah, they made it to the Western Conference Finals. And 
it was incredible. Not taking anything away from that. But we know what LeBron wants, right? LeBron plays for championships. And I know, Perk, you said no expectations in year 21. But, Brian, do you think that they've done enough? What do you see for the Lakers this season? Well, I think they want to really see how good this roster can be. You know, they were so good after this trade last year defensively, and they've added some more versatility and some more athleticism. I think they just want to see the what the ceiling of this team is. I don't think we should assume that they won't look to make a midseason trade. They still have a first-round pick, um, but they did elect to use their mid-level exception on Gabe Vincent, so that's hard-capped them. They will not be able to add salary to a certain extent, but they still have tradable assets. Some mm. of the contracts that they signed open that up. So I really think they just want to see it run, see it run through November, December, January, and then make a decision. Rob Polinka has shown he can really uh, add to this team very well over the last couple of transaction cycles, and he's got one more to evaluate between now and next year's playoffs where you want to see what they can do if they run it back. Oh, the, the news that LeBron James is coming back, certainly. Certainly, you know, what we all expected here, but it's nice that it's official. Now, let's go coast to coast. A little summer league edition ah, here, yeah. Richard Jefferson. First up, we're going to check in on the Pistons rookie, Asar Thompson. Asar, I love me some Asar. I love the Thompson twins. Love them. Ooh, a little high-flying reverse alley-oop. Oh, he floated too. Watch. Oh, got it. League That's... pass team to watch, Rich? The what? A league pass team to watch? No, no, not yet. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. You got to prove to me you're going to take my time, my eyeballs. You got to prove to me. Well, what about our, our Raptors rookie, Marquise Noel? Well, he's going to get a lot of time because I think the Raptors are eventually going to dismantle this. But play. here's the deal. Look at this. Pulls up for three perks. A lot of time doing that. He did the, he did the step. <laughs> and then what's your advice for him? Because Don't ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to get back on defense. That was a pass. I don't know yeah. what you guys are talking about. Well, then there's Chet Holmgren. Monster again last night. 25 points, 9 rebounds, 5 blocks. What's the ceiling for him, Rich? Rookie of the year this yep. year, in my opinion. I think Chet Holmgren. Now, again, I think Victor's numbers are going to be crazy. But I think we forget that Chet was the other 7-footer versatile perimeter guy. He was just hurt last year. He's on the Ben Simmons thing where he's had a whole year with his team. Yep. Trained, physical, know the system. He's going to be shot out of the cannon. Plus, he has a little bit of motivation something to prove after yep. folks said well can he be can his body type be sustainable he gets hurt his first year but look at this tied with Scoot Henderson second favorite to win rookie of the year at plus 300 according to Caesar Sportsbook of course behind only one Victor Wenbanyama still to come on NBA Today Brian Windhorst penned an excellent story yeah. today with exactly how the Suns were able to trade for Bradley Beal and are they the biggest threat to the Nuggets some details coming up after this Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The blockbuster in the NBA. The Suns are finalizing a trade for all-star guard Bradley Beal. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame all-star. Call him just a scorer is diminishing who he is. There's no in-between with this team. It's either getting to an NBA Finals and winning a championship, or this is going to be deemed a major, major disappointment. So the Suns, they have made some bold moves this offseason, to say the least, namely acquiring Bradley Beal and trading away point guard Chris Paul. So Brian Winhorst is back here with us, and you released a very detailed story this morning on ESPN.com. And, and really, at the core of it, Brian, it's about the new Suns owner, Matt Ishbia, and how he led the way for the team to acquire Bradley Beal here. So let's start right there. What more can you tell us about exactly how this trade went down? Well, you remember that the Washington Wizards gave the Phoenix Suns permission to meet with Bradley Beal or Malika because he had a no-trade clause. Mm. So essentially, this was a free agent meeting. And the meeting took place Father's Day weekend, Friday of Father's Day weekend, at, at, a, at a hotel in New York City where Bradley Beal and his wife were. And basically, Matt Ishbia, Frank Vogel, their new head coach, James Jones, their team president, um, and Josh Bartlestein, their CEO, flew there and made a recruiting pitch to him. And Matt Ishbia led it. And by the time the meeting was over, Bradley Beal was in a good place. And within 48 hours, they had a trade deal. And here's the thing, Malika, the Suns have been around since 1968. That's mm. 55 years. You could argue that two or three of their biggest transactions have happened in the five months since he bought the team. The Kevin Durant trade and going after Brad Beal. I mean, you know, Charles Barkley deal years ago, signing Steve Nash. But like, he has absolutely come in and he has driven this. And when I spoke to him for this story, what he made clear to me, Malika, is that this is who he wants the Suns to be. He wants them to be aggressive. He doesn't care about what might be difficult going forward. They'll work their way through it, just like yeah. this year when they had to work their way through signing minimum players. And in talking to James Jones, who I wasn't sure how James Jones would feel about this, because basically Matt Ishbia was ordering James Jones to tear apart the team that was in the finals a couple of years ago. And what James told me is, we have a direction. This team was in limbo before when Robert Sarver was, was suspended. 
We know what the direction from the owner is. He's given us the mandate. We've gone out and executed it. And so I think full bore for the Suns going forward like this. Hmm. I want to bring in our entire panel here, Brian, because there's one quote that stood out to me, a word that came up over and over and over again, and your piece was audacious when describing Matt Ishbia. Yeah. But, but here's the quote. Ishbia said, I hope to win now, and then we're going to do the work, and we're going to figure out how to manage it later. So, Ramona, what are you hearing here around the league on the kind of culture that Matt Ishbia is creating in Phoenix? I mean, I think it's fun, right? And the question I have is, is it going to be more in that Mark Cuban lane or more in the Joe Lake of lane? Because mm. both guys came out of the gates swinging and doing a lot of press, saying a lot of things. I used to do interviews with Mark Cuban. He'd be on the Stairmaster before every game. That was like, he was like, I'm going to be the face and voice of our franchise. Joe Lacob did a lot of interviews. He said, we're light years ahead of everybody. And the New York right. Times is a sort of famous Warriors quote. Then Joe kind of receded a little bit. He kind of stepped back. But they won championships. So he could say that. And he actually did a lot of things that were light years ahead. And he didn't pop the collar and, and walk around like that. And so Matt Ishby is talking big here. And he's swinging big with the moves that he has made. But can he back that up? Can, he, can they actually win? You can talk like that, but you better win quick. Because when teams hear that, you, know, you, can already, you can already argue of the trades they have made. I don't think that people see them as having won those trades. Yes, they got the star player. But yeah. They gave up a lot. Right, because that's the difference. Kevin when we talk about Kevin Brandon. Durant, when Kevin Durant went to the Warriors, it was like, oh, it's over. Yeah. It's game over. This is, this is it. Well, no, and, you're, and I think that word is great, like audacious. And as yeah. a person that has a ton of audacity, <laughs> I am telling you that I really dig what he's doing. No, because look, when you get a new owner, and obviously there was a, there was a cloud over it over the Phoenix Suns, one of the most storied franchise, not from the winning standpoint, but their fan base. They've always been very good. They've had multiple MVPs. So they are a very, very stable organization if you look at their time in this league. So to have that cloud over, and so for him to come in with a high level of energy, mm -hmm. very similar to what Ballmer did. Ballmer came out of, yep. okay, guys, the old regime is out. We're here. Yep. We're going to spend money. We're going to spend, we're going to make this a place. And I, so I like it. And now it's a matter of like, hey, you know, big Big bank takes little bank. Big bank takes little bank. So in my opinion, if he's got a big bank, he's going to beat out a lot of the little bank teams. It's the other big banks that you got to worry about. Perk? How was he supposed to walk in? Yeah. <laughs> let me be the owner. I'm just saying, let me be the owner of a team and I get an opportunity to one get my hands on Kevin Durant and pair him alongside Devin Booker. And then in a couple more months, I get an opportunity to land Bradley Bill. I'll figure out the rest. <laughs> give, me these, give me all three of these all-NBA players, and damn it, we can fi figure out the rest of the roster. Plus, I kept DeAndre Ayton. So if I'm looking at it, he's supposed to be optimistic. He's supposed to set the bar high. He is telling us he wants to win now. There's nothing wrong with it. And again, they're top-heavy, and I understand they got to work out some kinks on their bench, but he hired the right coach, in my opinion, than Frank Vogel. I love that hire. And again, he's saying I like our chances, as he should. If you watched the Miami Heat last postseason, they didn't have a lot of household names. Until now. So, again, anything could happen, especially when you have D-Book, KD, and Bradley Bill as the guys you're going to lean on. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, deep pockets. Offensively, it is going to be electric. In the West, it's always a little bit tough. But I, I'm not saying no. If you, if you told me that Phoenix is the, the champion at the end of next season, I wouldn't be shocked. Coming up on NBA Today, the ESPYs, they were a lot of fun last night. We're going to recap all of the NBA players who took home some hardware when we return. I didn't get my invite.
10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. NBA Today is brought to you by FX's What We Do in the Shadows. Premieres tonight on FX. Stream on Hulu. And the SB goes to Angel Reese, LSU Women's Basketball. I just want to say thank you and another natty is coming, period. I wanted to tell you what I think. I think LeBron James is the baddest mother... Mom. <laughs> The day I can't give the game everything on the floor is the day I'll be done. Lucky for you guys, that day is not today. I mean, the ESPYs, they were pretty incredible last night. So let's take a look at some of the notable basketball winners. Starting with Nikola Jokic, he won Best NBA Player after leading the Nuggets to their first title. He became the first player to lead the NBA in points, in rebounds, in assists in a single postseason all time. And then Jokic's teammate, Jamal Murray, won an NBA championship last month. And now he's won an ESPY for Best Comeback yeah. Athlete as well. It was awesome, Richard. Well deserved. him deliver that speech. And of course, let's not forget about Asia Wilson, won best WNBA player after leading the Aces to their first title in team history. She was a force on both ends of the floor last season. She won MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. And then of course, there's LeBron James. He won for best record-breaking performance after he broke Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record. 
Certainly, though, one of the most inspiring moments of the night. That was when Drew and Lauren Holiday, they were named this year's Muhammad Ali Sports Humanitarian Award winners. And through their foundation, the JLH Foundation, Drew and Lauren, not only did they pledge the remainder of Drew's NBA salary in July of 2020 to combating systemic racism, but they also continue to support black-led nonprofit organizations. And as Lauren said, as they accepted the award at the end of the speech, she said all of this, the success, the fame, the money, the accolades, none of it means very much if you don't give back. Here's their story. When you grow up in sports, you, you build a, a village and you build a family. And just, I think, over time became this thing that I always wanted in my life. For Drew and I, that was like something that connected us. You don't only think about yourself, you think about everybody. How do you create a world where everyone is family? Drew and Lauren Holiday have always tried to define themselves as athletes, as people, as a couple, by showing up for others. It's how they were raised to live. It's what epitomized their play. And it's what they were looking to amplify when Lauren retired from soccer after the 2015 World Cup and they embarked down a new path together. Just wanted a family. I wanted, I wanted to raise kids kind of the same way that I was raised. The beginning of my pregnancy was easy. There was so much excitement and so much joy. But Lauren was six months pregnant when she awoke one night with a terrible migraine. An MRI came next, and then the frightening diagnosis. She had a large brain tumor. It was non-cancerous, but she'd wait to make sure the baby was born healthy before doctors operated. The family they dreamed about starting was all that mattered to them. Andrew stepped away from basketball to stay by Lauren's side. Obviously the fear of like my daughter not being okay was like number one. It's like, no, save the baby, don't save me. The second was like the fear that he could lose both me and his child at the same time. That was overwhelming for me. Like how does someone recover from that? Staying positive was one of the one of the biggest things for me. I focused on both of them being here and we'd get through it as the time came. I would repeat the same like psalm to myself over and over and it was like there may be pain in the night but joy comes in the morning and I think that that's really like how we live our lives like where do you show up when people are suffering and how do you pull the beauty out of it Lauren found beauty in not just her own survival but the joy of parenting the newest holiday Drew Tyler four years later in the spring of 2020 Lauren was pregnant again it was the height of the pandemic with racial tensions across America raging after the death of George Floyd and the NBA looking to restart the season in a bubble. I didn't want to go to the bubble. I kind of felt like me having this job and I see people in my community, people that look like me dying. It was just unsure for me and I didn't, I didn't really feel right going back into work or playing. He was just grappling with how does sport even matter right now when all of these things are happening? And we found out we were having a boy and that like made him emotional, like I'm going to be raising a black man in America. The fear he had behind that, how does basketball matter? My idea was like, how do we meet people where they are right now? How do we keep black business open? How do we keep people afloat? So Drew and Lauren did just that 
donating the remainder of his 2020 salary, $5.3 million, to a fund they created that would support local black and brown businesses. When you do the research and like you see the bank funding like is less than 2% to black-owned business and the racial injustice that we, I feel like, sweep under the rug in America, how can we be s somewhere to fill that gap, even if it's like a small step? The Drew and Lauren Holiday Fund has grown since, focusing on businesses that share their vision of what family means to them. Businesses that serve their communities and concentrate more on helping others than simply making money. People that apply for these grants, when you see somebody love and care about something so much, kind of like how we did with our sports and with our family, it really makes it easy. Sometimes I think being a human can be pretty simple. Just love the person next to you with no judgments. Our purpose here is to love each other and, and hype them up. That's why I'm What the Holiday family doing is doing is just, it, it's incredible. There were awesome moments throughout the ESPYs last night, certainly them accepting that award and talking about the work that they still intend to do in the future with the grants that they have gotten uh, was one of them. But Ramona, as you're looking around, whether it be uh, from, from, from Drew, Drew and Lauren Holiday or something else, what was your most memorable ESPYs? I mean, I, I just couldn't, I watched that DeMar Hamlin presentation with the Buffalo Bills training staff. Yeah. And like, you can, you are not a human being if you watch that and don't get choked up. That is, that was just incredible for to see him out there, but also to see the whole training staff come out that saved his life to get this award. Watching them embrace oh. him in a a hug, the the people that saved his life was just it was. I, I have goosebumps again talking. Oh, about I get choked. I can't Richard. even talk. <laughs> uh, you know, for me, it was definitely the Drew and Lauren holiday. It, we were talking off camera. I flew over to Germany to watch them play in the Women's World Cup. Met Drew, uh, met his wife Lauren. They ended up losing to Japan in PK, but it was like kind of just like you kind of followed their story, and I had the opportunity to meet her. So then all of a sudden you. See see all of this stuff happens and you see them as a couple and you see that this is a power couple doing power things. So to see them awarded last night was very, very special. There were so many powerful moments last night. Congratulations to all of the SB winners. And, and sometimes the, the, the moment calls for that sort of gravity. And sometimes, Richard, it calls for something like this. Tell me more. What's going on here? What's going on here? I'm just kidding. It's my pre-show. It's my pre-show. Bro, that's what I do. <laughs> there, I was about to get interviewed by Vice. You look great, my friend. There, I'm as a blue man group. That's going to do it for us here on NBA Today. We'll see you tomorrow. You're